Hi everyone and welcome to the Dancing Eyes podcast episode 5. I just want to take a brief moment and welcome all of our new listeners. Within the last week and a half, the podcast has gained over 60 subscribers and I'm very appreciative of each and every single one of you. Everyone has been very supportive and you guys encourage me to be better every day, so thank you. Just a brief warning, the language in this episode is a little more explicit, just some extra cursing than usual, so I just want to let you guys know about that. Uh, My guest today has the coolest name ever, or at least one of them. Her name is Pip, and she currently lives in the Netherlands. She was born with nystagmus, and I'm very much looking forward to showing you guys my conversation with her. Just a brief reminder before we start, new episodes of the podcast will be posted to YouTube on the first and third Monday of every month. I know Mondays are not everyone's favorite day of the week, so hopefully these episodes can brighten your day up just a little. The show's Instagram as well as my personal Instagram will both be linked in the description of the video. Lastly, if you guys enjoy the content, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and share the podcast with anyone who you think can gain some value from a listen. Alright, with all that being said, let's get on with the show. recording uh okay my my dancing eyes podcast episode five i think i think this is episode five my name's frankie caputo this is pip hi <laughs> i was just i was just telling um like this is you have the coolest name like for sure oh like, thanks it's such a dope name but uh yeah i picked it myself so it has to be dope i mean <laughs> and it fits me perfectly fine so i was curious am i am i the first person that you've met with nystagmus or have you met other people with it before Ooh, uh i've heard of other people so i was explaining my condition to a friend and my friend's like oh yeah i used to have an ex-colleague that had that um but i don't think i've personally met anyone with it it's interesting how that is because um I think the statistic is one in a thousand people have it. Mm-hmm. And then every, every person that I have on the podcast, we're like, where are these people? Where, where are these <laughs> one in a thousand people? Cause that's a lot of people. Like that's not a small amount of people, but like we never, like nobody's really met anybody with it. So. Well, maybe it has to do with like how other people, when they look at my eyes, they're like, Oh, your eyes move back and forth, but there's no way I'd be able to see other people's eyes moving back and forth. Fair unless enough. I'm like right pressed up against their face. Fair enough. Maybe we all just met a bunch of people with nystagmus and we just didn't even see it. <laughs> what if that's the case? There we go. See that happening, yeah. Yeah, that's a possibility. I would be so pumped though if I saw someone whose eyes were just shaking. I'd be like, yes, yes, you have it too. Like so- somebody else with nystagmus. Or I'd be like, are you tripping on ecstasy? <laughs> like, you know. Ecstasy will do that. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. I've actually, I've had this, uh, like a similar experience. I've had a bunch of people see my eyes and tell me that they've seen, they've met other people with my condition. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've had, I've had that happen a few times as well. But uh, but you've also haven't met anyone aside from, like, I mean, you posted on Reddit that you're like, I'm starting this thing because I haven't really met that many people with it. 
Yeah, I've only no met one. people with nystagmus through the podcast. So this is the only, <laughs> and through the subreddit, but I've, the subreddit is like very associated with the podcast because that's where I found all my guests. So <laughs> actually there's a Discord. And I got one person from Discord on, uh, oh. for, for, on Tuesday. So I'm looking forward okay. to that as well. Yeah, I think okay. it's really cool how you're doing this and how people are saying, yeah, okay, let's talk about this. Yeah, it's it's exciting to me. Like, it's definitely, it's something that, that's been on my mind for years now, like, wanting to do something like this, like, since I was in high school. <gasps> oh, oh, James, uh, there's this dude, uh, British dude, James. I used to have him, you know, like, back when MSN Messenger was the thing, uh, and I was, like, maybe 12. I found his website about nystagmus and I wrote him and we chatted for a bit. He was someone else that I sort of was acquainted with. Oh, James. What's his last name? No idea. Okay. I know one person. (laughs) I know know James Rath, who's like a filmmaker with nystagmus. So Mm. I've seen, I have him on his social media. Okay, somebody else. Could be him. I don't know. Is he British? No, he's American. Oh, okay. That's not he, the the James I'm thinking of is yeah British. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So, how on a scale of one to ten, how much do you think nystagmus affects your day to day life? Well, uh, it's a really difficult question because, like, until I was maybe twenty two, I kind of hid it from everyone, so I kind of faked my way through life as though I had normal vision. Um, and now oh, until I'm, 22. Yeah, like oh, until wow. I was I was an adult and moved away from home and, and like, yeah. Uh, so I kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really known any different and it hasn't really stopped me from doing anything aside from my own confidence when it comes to biking or singing karaoke or, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. At this point in time, uh, what was the question? Uh, just like on a on scale, scale of one to ten. One, um, yeah. Well, do you think uh, like before before you were twenty two and after you were twenty two, like after you started recognizing it as like something that you have, did the mm-hmm. level of like the, the amount that it affected your life? Do you think that it changed like before and after twenty two? Yeah. Because uh, after I was 22, I realized it was okay to ask for help. And then once I got help from people either writing bigger or reading the board for me, or uh, I don't know, saying that it's okay that I don't want to ride a bike and that I have a completely good reason as to not to want to do that. Um, it, uh, I don't know, I guess it, it became more of a thing where I was like, oh, there are differences between me and the average person. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before 22, I would just like make myself do stuff and, and I wasn't aware how big that difference was. Um, so like, for example, before 22, I used to just ride my bike everywhere. Um, and I'd be like, okay, well, other people can do it. So God damn it. I'm going to do it too. And now I've, I've sort of listened into my own feelings about it. And now I don't bike anywhere because I'm like, you know what? I have a perfectly valid reason as to why I don't have to do this or mm-hmm. as to why it shouldn't have to fit in in that uh regard so i guess there is sort of a difference yeah so, i'm not sure um, how to answer the question okay that's that's fine um <laughs> so you're, yeah i mean back back to the topic of you 
not like talking to anybody about nystagmus until you're 22. You were telling me before we recorded that that um, your parents had you like keep it a secret for your, for your childhood. So it was, was a very uh, vague thing because on the one hand they would stop me from doing stuff because I was um, blind or or not able to see shit uh, among other things. On the other hand, I'd be told like, oh, don't tell anyone you need help because then uh, they're going to think you're less valuable as a person and they're not going to want to hire you and they're not going to want to give you a good grade and they're not going to want to do all of that stuff. So I was really like scared to let anyone know that I had a problem. Um, when I was six, I think, uh, or seven, one of the classmates, my classmates during recess, um, and I, I remember it so distinctly because I didn't understand the words. And she's like, oh, do you have a disability? And I was, I was like genuinely curious. I'm like, what's a disability? Uh, and then she just got shy and stopped. Like, she's like, oh, never mind. You know, you probably don't have one. Um, and like looking back at it, maybe about 10 to 15 years later, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like my parents should have probably explained what a disability is at that point in time. Uh, I don't know, was it like that for you? Like, did you get an explanation about like uh, how to navigate the world with your eyes? Um, well, I think my parents, along with like most parents who have children with nystagmus don't really, they didn't, um, you don't really know what you're supposed to do or how you're supposed to ra raise your kid properly. So you're kind of like winging it. Like you can ask questions um, but there's only so much, like, if you don't have nystagmus and you're raising somebody with nystagmus, like, there's only so much that, like, like, it's hard to distinguish, like, what's right and what's wrong. So I think mm -hmm. for, I think my parents, um, my mom specifically, I think that she did a great job with, uh, Aww. with raising me. Um, I knew that there was something wrong with my eyes. I knew that they shook around, um, pretty much, um, like for my early childhood, elementary school days my parents would just tell me that I have like a loose eye muscle or weak eye muscles and that I can't really control them very much and mm -hmm. um so I always knew that there was an issue there but they didn't tell they didn't tell me that it was an issue they were never like hey this is going to stop you from doing things like nobody ever said this is going to stop you from from doing things I was I like I have a twin sister for example, mm -hmm. and, and I was treated like the same as her, like nothing different really in terms of my eyes go. Um, mm -hmm. I, like, I always had glasses. I always had the thick glasses. Um, I always sat in front of the class in school. Um, so like my teachers always knew that there was something and that if I needed help reading something, they would always help me out with it. Um, Could you read the board from the front? Um, so... I can't really read the board from the front unless it's written like really large, but my school had projectors. So we had projectors and um, as opposed to a board, we had something that would come down from the top. And oh, the overhead. Yeah, yeah like an overhead. Yeah. So we used those. <laughs> and I actually think that I'm the reason, like, I'm not even kidding. I think I'm the reason that those were implemented in my school. Because <laughs> um, my, I went to a private school for the first um, like, 12 years of my life like for the first mm -hmm. like elementary school middle school so my mom told them that I had a condition and then they literally like brought in these these overhead projectors and then I was able to uh I was able to see I think like I remember being able to see I did have to sit in front of the class though 
but I think mm-hmm. I saw pretty well. Um, but yeah, so back back to your question, I was always raised knowing that there was something with my eyes, but not mm-hmm. with the idea that it was like a disability or something that was going to hold me back. Okay, I think for me, uh, my mom anyway, like I would sit in the front of the car with her and she would be like, oh, can you read the license plate? And I'd be like, no, I can't, or at least I'd try. And she'd be like, well, if you would practice more, you'd be able to, or you're not trying hard enough, or blah, blah, blah. Um, and there was a, a point in time when she asked you to like read a map. And I'm like, yo, I can't read this. Like, I literally can't read it. And she's like, what is with your teenage attitude and not being able to, not wanting to help me navigate somewhere oh my God. back when we had like paper maps. So I had a lot of like internalized uh, shame, I guess, but it wasn't really shame. It was more uh, a lot of what the fuckness. But yeah. I was like, huh man so you couldn't read a license plate and she was saying like you should try You're harder not trying hard enough yeah basically oh that oh my god what does she want um, you to try doing uh i don't know something she had some theory about how if i had exercised my eye muscles more mm-hmm. uh that they would stabilize and then i would be able to read better from a distance or some vague shit like that um but i think it has more to do with my parents were a little bit psychologically uh uh oh how do you say that in english um dysfunctional uh and and so they uh they didn't mean to make it about my eyes but it was a convenient thing to use against me let's put it that way interesting okay so up until 20, <laughs> up until like up until you're 22 you never ever like brought it up to anybody you never looked at it as a, um like a disability no i kind of looked at it as like uh just do what all the other kids are doing kind of thing so i thought it was normal um yeah or- i know when you were younger you had somebody bring it up and ask if you had a disability were there any other occasions where somebody just like saw your eyes shake and they, they asked you what was going on uh no i think maybe that's a bit of a canadian thing like people a little bit more reserved about pointing those things out because it could be seen as offensive hmm. um but i'm surprised that none of my teachers asked me what was going on because like if you if you had the assignment to copy something off the board, there's no way in hell I was copying anything off the board. Like, no way. Um, so either the teachers saw and didn't do anything about it because like I had pretty good grades throughout all of school, um, or they didn't pay attention because I was quiet enough to not elicit any attention. And now that I'm a teacher myself, I'm just like, oh my god, how did no one notice this? This is insane. <laughs> so, so did you just not copy anything off the board? You just kind of no. like left your sheet no, blank? No, I mean, I would write stuff. Uh, like, I would write my own creative story, or I would write my own, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Fill the time with writing a thing on the paper, but I wouldn't be copying the thing on the board. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. That, that, sounds, like my, that sounds like my high school days. Like if I have to yeah. copy something off the board, I would, I can't read that shit unless I go all the way to the front, but I'm not going to like make a scene in front of the class. Yeah. I would just draw like little pictures. Yeah, little exactly. Pictures. Yeah. Or work on homework for another class and my teacher, like, it never got noticed. So it was never. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, so that, that's interesting that you say that in uh, that maybe it's a Canadian thing that nobody has mentioned your eyes to you that nobody saw the shaking and said anything. Because um, do you get that more often? Like, do people look at you and like, what's with your eyes, bro? Yeah, well, especially in school, right? So, like, middle school and high school, for sure, for sure. And there were there was a lot of bullying with that too. That that comes with that, really? like a lot. Yeah, that's that's surprising to me. That that's surprising to you. Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> oh man, uh, I guess um, I guess uh, Canada is a little nicer with that kind of stuff. Maybe I did not get bullied at all. If anything, I think Holy people shit. were like secretly looking out for me. Holy shit! Yeah, I got bullied so much in high oh. school. Yeah, so so are so like like my other some of my other guests got bullied too. It's are they all American? Um. The American ones did, yeah. Oh. Who did I have that was not? I might have had somebody that wasn't American. I don't remember right now, but uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I got I got bullied a lot. Um, I'd say like freshman year and sophomore year, in high school. That's pretty sick though. You didn't get bullied, for your no. eyes. That's awesome. <laughs> like I know you had to deal with the stuff with, with your parents and all of that uncomfort, but that's pretty sick that you didn't have to get. They didn't have to get bullied or hear about it from kids in school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that is kind of like I, it never occurred to me that I would be bullied for that. Ah, people just—they always look for reasons to fi- find something to uh, make fun of. If mm. you're younger, if you're when, once you get to like a certain age, you start to mature and then get more comfortable with your own situation, and then the need to bully people kind of lessens. I feel I think I'd like more rather be bullied like more likely that I'd be bullied for being Asian than um for my eyes I would say interesting yeah okay so what happened at 22 where you decided to start looking at it as more of a I don't want to say disability but more of something that like hey this is different than other people like my eyes aren't the same uh I went to Germany and Germans are a lot more direct about these things. Um, so I guess because I was thinking and speaking German and, and sort of in a different mode, I was like, oh, in this language, it's easier to just be direct about this shit. So then I'm like, yo, teacher, I can't read the board. Can you like write bigger? And then she was like, oh, why can't you read the board? And then that's like sparked a whole bunch of self-reflection. Like, hey, wait a minute this is the first time ever that I'm having this conversation. This is weird. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I guess it was that, thinking a different language and, and being in a culture where directness is more a thing. Okay. Okay, interesting. Did, when they asked you if you, uh, like why you couldn't read the board, did you know what it was called? Did you know that it was called yeah. nystagmus? Okay. That's the weird thing. Like, as I was a kid, when I was a kid, uh, they told me, oh, you have nystagmus, you see with 20-80 vision, blah, 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 blah. But no one gave me any any idea of what that actually, what the implications were. Mm-hmm. Um, plus the, oh, it's not that bad, don't tell anyone, blah, blah, blah. Plus the, oh, you know when to do this and that because of your eyes. So it was just like one very big mindfuck my childhood. I'm curious if you ever like kind of went back to your parents and uh, if you ever had the opportunity to tell them like how they did that was 
like like you're you're not happy with how they uh they raised you in terms of that um yeah i wrote them both letters at some point because i've stopped talking to them basically but uh, a few years ago i wrote my mom a letter being like yo this wasn't okay like can you tell me what you were thinking at the time blah 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 and she completely ignored it mainly because i wrote her a long letter with all of the things because yeah reasons um but she basically skipped over that that part of it and didn't even answer questions about it and i wrote my dad about it and i'm just like yo you want a relationship but this isn't gonna work out because you've done a lot of damage among other things because of this um and then he basically said yeah but how was i supposed to know it's not like you asked for help or anything and i'm just like dude you're the one who's like don't tell anyone blah 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 because uh yeah so basically he played the ignorance cards uh yeah okay so if you were a parent how do you think you would raise a kid with nystagmus what do you think is the best way to do it probably ask them uh like oh can you like ask them like if I'm playing with them and they're having trouble seeing something, I'd probably do like a little bit, you know, tests with them and be like, oh, can you see it from here? Can you see it from there? What makes it easier for you? What makes it, you know, what do you need, basically? Okay. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. Or I'd uh, basically just treat my child like any other child, um, and but also give them the room to ask for help when, when it's needed. Okay. Would you tell your children that it's a disability or would you kind of like let them make that inference for themselves? Hmm. I, feel, I, I asked that question because I feel like it's different for a lot of people. I ask, so every podcast that I have, I always ask, do you guys consider this to be a disability? And I think the answers are very mixed up until this point. I'm not sure if I could call it a disability for myself because it hasn't stopped me from doing anything aside from driving. I can't drive. Mm. Okay. Uh, and I can't independently skydive. So those are two very like <laughs> things that I don't need to be doing in life, but they're two things that I can't do. Um, but in terms of like working in the field that I want to work in or doing the research that I want to do or uh, making the art that I want to make or, you know, living a life. It hasn't disabled me in the same way that uh, other disabilities would disable other people. I don't know. Okay. Um, so that that's, I would try to let my child decide that uh, on their own. Okay. So uh, instead of, um, so you can't drive and you can't skydive independently. So, <laughs> <laughs> so other than those two things you're pretty much uh able to do anything that you think uh pretty much anybody else can do well i also don't ride a bike because i don't feel uh i mean i live in rotterdam right now and that's really really busy uh so i don't ride a bike and i think most of it has to do more with um not my personal safety but i don't want to inconvenience other people so like if I don't see someone coming and I make a turn or whatever and I inconvenience them, then they could then come to me and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then I'd be like, yeah, I can't see. And then they'd be like, well, then you shouldn't be riding a bike. And then, you know, that entire spiral. Um, but I talked to my eye doctor here and she was like, you know, it's kind of a right. Like everyone's allowed to decide for themselves if they're going to cycle or not. So like 
you know, if you feel okay about it, do your thing, man. Yeah. So how do you, uh, do you take a cab? Like, or do you take a bus? Like, how do you get around mainly? Uh, public transportation in, in the Netherlands is great. Like, there's a bus stop. I don't take the bus. I take the metro quite a lot, so the subway. Uh, and I walk a lot. And I never really take a cab. Okay. Um, or I ride on the back of someone else's bike. That's that, that must be nice, having a good public transportation system. Yeah, it's one of the main push reasons that I left Canada, because it's basically impossible uh, to live in Canada without being able to drive. Is Germany good with the public transportation as well? Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. Uh, there's always a tram or a bu- and or a bus. And uh, back in Germany, I was riding a bike. Um, and that went pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Netherlands, public transportation, it's good. Okay, I want to. I want to go back there. It's been a. I've so I went there when I was maybe ten or eleven. So it's been a really long time. But I'd like to go back there. Oh, if you ever come, let me know. I'll come and meet up, meet up with you, and just be like, "Yo, let's do this Dutch thing." Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. I'm about it. I'm I'm gonna try to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about it. Um. All right. What else do I got here? Um. Okay. So for me and for a lot of my other guests, when we get tired or when we don't have enough sleep, the shaking gets pretty bad and the nystagmus gets worse. I was curious if that's the same for you and um, like like tired, like being tired makes it worse for me, but is there anything else that will uh, make the shaking worse for you as well? Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if it makes the shaking worse, but OLED screens, like on the new iPhone 12, I, it makes me so super nauseous that I can't deal with it. Like I, I bought one and then I returned it because it was that bad. Oh, what, if you put the, what if you put the the blue light filter on there though? Yeah, also doesn't work. Not, no? None of the solutions work. So okay. that was pretty disappointing. Um, there are some times when I'll look at a computer screen and maybe it has to do with tiredness or maybe it has to do with like other things, but I'll look at it and I'll get immediately busy and I'll be like, no, no, not today. I'm (laughs) going to not do that today. Um, What makes the shaking worse? Maybe if you're nervous or if you're anxious. Oh, caffeine. That's a good one. Yeah. I could imagine that makes it worse, except that I kind of need my coffee to get booted up in the morning. So yeah. eh? Um, yeah, maybe if I'm, uh, frustrated or angry about something, I could imagine, like, if I'm emotional about something, I could imagine not wanting to, um, that my processing is busy with other things, that there's not so much regulation for compensating for the eyes. So I'm not sure, actually, if it's that the, the shaking gets worse or if it's that the compensation gets worse. That your brain's like focused on other things and forgets about the eyes. Yeah, and my brain's like, you know what, we're busy, you know, doing (laughs) other shit. We don't have time to compensate for this crazy wiggle that never stops. So I've never even considered that before. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. And I've tried like um, comparing like on weed and off weed because I've like smoked my fair share of weed, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. And I can't really tell a difference. I think Can for you? um, 
I don't think it makes like an automatic difference, but for me personally, mm-hmm. um, what, whenever I smoked weed, I would get anxious or I'd get like pretty paranoid. And what, when mm-hmm. I'm anxious, my eyes will just kind of start going. So it has more to do with the anxiety that weed gives me than weed itself, I think. Okay. And uh, yeah, so that those would make my eyes go kind of crazy. But if I'm calm, mm-hmm. if I'm calm and I'm, and I smoked some weed, yeah, my eyes are going to be pretty calm too. So, okay. yeah, I don't think weed's played a huge factor in the movement of my eyes. Hmm. Yeah, and then, like, how do you tell if the shaking gets worse? Because is it just that you stop being able to read stuff? Because then it, sh- it could also have to do with how much prior exposure have you had to the thing that you're trying to see? Because I, I explained it, like, my head works a little bit like, auto no how do you say that autocorrect or predictive text so even if i'm like reading a screen um like i'm not reading all the buttons on the zoom thing for example but because i've seen zoom a bunch of times i know where to click if i want to leave the meeting or whatever Mm -hmm. that's that's like my whole existence i don't actually read anything i just know (laughs) where things are like pretty much everything on the computer like you said with the zoom like i don't read like I see the end call button. I don't actually see that it says end, but I see a small red button. I know what that means. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything. Like I stopped, if I don't have to read it, I'm not going to read it. Like you said, it's like autofill or uh, predictive text or whatever. Predictive text. Yeah. That's pretty much what it yeah. is with me. Um, yeah. And that's why living in the Netherlands is great because um everything across all cities is a little bit standardized so the signs are all in the same font or uh the train the boards at the train stations they're all the same in in literally every train station you go to so it's a lot less work to like help your algorithm do the predictive texting yeah okay yeah that's a good way of looking at it yeah do you think that you having nice stamina influenced your decision to uh look into psychology or was that not does that have nothing to do with the nystagmus no but having dysfunctional parents absolutely did (laughs) okay fair (laughs) enough yeah fair enough okay so we discussed what makes the eyes worse do you know what makes it uh like do you have anything that will make it any better Mm, non-fluorescent light maybe uh, I read somewhere when I was young that things on a yellow uh, background are better than things on the white background. Um, though for me, it seems to be more like a contrast thing. So if the contrast is higher, then it's easier to read. But if it's like a low contrast thing. Um, but like white text on black doesn't really work so well for me. Oh, yeah, um, me neither. Yeah. So that's really difficult. It looks like it's uh, shaking around for me. Yeah. The one that's white yeah. on black. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think anything that's like, for example, if you turn off all the lights and you have your alarm clock that's glowing, the alarm clock numbers are going to move because it's bright on the dark surface. Uh, but if it's like just normal daylight, they don't seem to move so much, I guess. I'm happy that you brought up the alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a, that's a reoccurring thing on every single episode we talk about <laughs> alarm clocks. I swear. <laughs> this is like the fifth time now. <laughs> every single time I've had a guest bring up an alarm clock every single time and uh I think on my last episode my guest didn't bring up an alarm clock and then I brought mm-hmm. it up 
I brought it up and she, she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, like the, if you turn the lights off and the alarm clock goes on and it just looks like it's like, it's shaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, I literally have in my notes here, I have alarm clock question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely understand the alarm clock thing also. Ooh, is that bad for writing? Oh, let me see. So. That's not ideal. Uh, oh, okay. If I sit like this, but you're good there. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? So you're not wearing glasses right now. Are you wearing contacts? No, I used to have glasses. Uh, eventually, I realized that the glasses weren't doing anything for me. Also, like when you sit in the eye doctor's office and they're moving the lenses and they're like, "Hey, is it clear through this one or that one? Is it clear through this one or that one?" I don't agree with the way that they measure like from a distance because nothing is clear from a distance. But if you have the thing like closer to my face, like then the movement of the eyes would stop and then you could you could measure the myopia if the thing were close to my face. That's so annoying, isn't it? It's so, yeah. it's so annoying when um, like for, if I'm looking through the lens and then I could see that if my eyes weren't shaking, I would be able to see it. But because my eyes are shaking so much, I literally can't read it. But yeah. it's clear enough for me to see it. Like if they would just calm down for like a second, I'd be able to read yeah. it. But I can't. Yeah. Basically. Um, so I tried to explain this to the eye doctor. I'm like, I think you're using the wrong test to determine whether or not you need glasses because of a bunch of logical reasons. And she was like, that's really good that you think that, but this is the procedure that we have to use and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I was like, is there a journal I could write blah, blah, about this? Because I'm also a scientist. And she's like, well, if you want to get into ophthalmology, I'm sure you could do a, design a study about this and blah, blah, blah. But like, um, yeah, that, that was a bit of a dead end because designing a study and getting the money for that and, and doing That's it would thing. take a long time. Super long time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm not even sure if I need glasses uh, because I don't think the test that they use is correct and glasses have in the past given me headaches and so I decided to do away with them because also I look better without glasses. Same. And I can't see anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried contacts before? Um, I think once when, when they were doing some tests to look at the shape of my eye or something like that, but I haven't tried actual contacts. Also, I heard from uh, like one of my eye doctors that there's quite a difference in my eyes, apparently. So contacts would mean that one would be uh, a lot thicker than the other one, and it's probably not a good idea. What, which eye is stronger? Hmm... I think my right eye is stronger. Okay, so you can see better out of the right eye? In theory. Uh, yeah, I think so. My right eye is a lot stronger. Like that, a that's, lot my, stronger. that's my good eye. Yeah, it's like yeah. for sure so much stronger. I think it might, I don't, I don't really know like what it has to do with the null point, but like when I, when I use my null point, like I, I move my head to the left and I look more with my right eye. So I think, Me too. I was going to ask yeah. you about the head tilt thing. And yeah. then do you also get muscle pain in your neck after? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I went to a, I went to a show a, a couple weeks ago and 
like I was sitting over here and like the stage was like all the way down over there. So I had to like mm -hmm. move my whole head the, like the, the whole time I had to move my head and um, I had neck pain for like the next day. So uh -huh. yeah, I get neck pain. But uh, that's that's just because I'm moving my whole ass head. Like if I wasn't moving yeah. my whole head, then uh, then I, I wouldn't have it. But yeah, it's hard to see without moving your whole head. And sometimes it's like subconscious because I don't even realize I'm doing it unless I've been like drawing something for a long time. And then I'm like, oh, that, like, that, that's stiff. Like, why is that so stiff? And it's like, oh, that's why that's so stiff. Um, I didn't even notice yeah. the tilt until other people brought it up. Like, mm. they would start, people would imitate, like, what I, like, the movements that I make. And then I would see them, <laughs> I would see them, and I would say, what are you doing? Like, what is that? What's going on there? And they're like, that's you. That's what you look like. That's what you look like. And I'm like, are you sure? And and then <laughs> after, like, five people did it, I was like, okay, I guess that's what I look like. I mean, like, <laughs> like, I don't know what I look like. I don't, like, see myself walking around in my day-to-day -day life, so... Yeah, it's it's interesting seeing like how other pre people perceive you look versus like how you think you look. Cause it's, like for me, it's not the same. Do you feel self conscious about it now that you know? I used to. So, um, like, like early years in high school, I'd get bullied for it a lot, and um, mm -hmm. I, I, like I said before, that I didn't even know about it. Like I didn't know that my head moved. I didn't know that I had to move my head to see things until other people brought it up. So when they did bring it up, yes, I did get self-conscious about it. Oh. And I was so self-conscious about my eyes and like my head movement that for literally a year, it consumed me. Like it was my whole existence was my nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like for a whole year, like I would think nonstop about it. And then I wouldn't look people in the eyes. I, I would talk to very little people like I wouldn't talk to anybody um and then and then I slowly became more comfortable with myself and like who I am as a person mm. and um once you start to become more comfortable with yourself you get over the things like the eyes or you become more comfortable with it and for yeah. me I think uh like around this time is when starting the podcast was in my head because I Aww. thought maybe if there was a podcast, it would be like helpful to somebody, to somebody such as myself who's who's dealing with this. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So the idea of the podcast was in my head for years before I ever actually did anything with it. Well, but, I'm uh, glad you actually did it. I mean, like I, one of my, yeah, uh, I guess my, one of my, ah, call him a boss colleague, my colleague told me once that the difference between um an idea and art is just doing it so you've yeah. basically just like gotten over the hump and just done it yeah i'm so happy yeah. that i did too it's uh yeah i'm really enjoying it and i'm, I'm i like meeting everybody with a nice stagmas too like seeing all the new faces it's it's nice and uh and you, i can actually uh, about... oh sorry oh no go ahead um, have you thought about like ever carrying a cane for the purpose of letting people know that you're like a little bit blind, but not really? No. No. <laughs> no. What about you? Um, I thought it'd be handy if I <laughs> if I were to ride a bike, it would have been handy to paint my bike kind of white and red to sort of like stick out a little bit and be like, oh, um, this is a thing. But then I realized that it would make more sense in my head than for the people who would have to figure out what that means. Um, yeah. so no. Yeah, I, I don't think I would do the cane. 
because I don't, I don't really want people to know that I'm visually impaired. Like, unless I need it, I, like for me, I operate just fine in my day to day life. Like, like I don't, I don't drive, but I do have a driver's license. So if I need you to do? drive, yeah, yeah, I so do. Cool. Yeah, um, I got my license just recently. I got it a few months ago. So um, I guess January of this year, I got my license. And I've actually mm-hmm. spoken to a couple people on the podcast who drive. Like they, they drive all the time, just not at night. I've never Nobody tried to drive at night. I think it's more of a confidence thing. Like I don't want to be the cause of an accident mm-hmm. uh, on the road and have it be due to my vision. That's my thing. That's yeah. my thing. Yeah. If it was just me on the road, <laughs> I would drive. And if there was, yeah, no, exactly. if there was no way that I could harm anybody, then, then I would be totally cool with it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, if I if I like hit somebody or if I hit a family, and and I like I knew it was because I didn't see them, I would feel so shitty about it. Yeah, they feel so that. shitty. Yeah, do you have issues with like seeing people's faces or recognizing people? I realize that I recognize people based on like how they walk and their 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 posture, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, because if I, I used to live in a city where um, a lot of it was walking and you'd just come across people. I mean, it had 250,000 people, but you'd, you'd eventually come across someone that you knew on the street. Um, and I realized that like it's either voices or people's posture or the way that they dress that, that are my cues instead of someone's facial features or something like that. Okay. Um, I also can't tell if someone's shaking their head or nodding their head. So if I ask a yes or no question and if someone does that, I'm just like, huh? Help. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm so bad with facial cues just in yeah. general. Like if you, if you are signifying anything with your face to me, I don't know what you're saying. Like you I have to speak that. to me. I, I don't know what your face is doing. Yeah, but because I function so well, people forget that I have a thing or I forget to tell them that I have a thing. So, uh, yeah, sometimes I've known someone for years before I'm like, oh, and by the way, I have this eye thing. They're like, oh, never occurred to me. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I've, I've, I, I, like, I can know somebody for a few weeks or for like a month maybe, but just after a certain point, they're going to see the shaking and then eventually mm-hmm. it's just easier for me to bring it up and be, because I, I, you mentioned earlier, how do I know if it's shaking, if my eyes are shaking? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I could feel them shaking. Like You can feel them shaking? Yeah, if they get really bad and they start going crazy, like my whole, like everything just starts shaking. Like I see, like my whole world just starts shaking. So I could experience that. So if I'm, if I'm ever talking to somebody and then shit just starts shaking, then then I'll try to bring it up just because then I feel like it's the elephant in the room. If mm. my eyes are going crazy, some people will think I'm on ecstasy or if I'm, <laughs> they'll think that I'm like wasted and I have to be like, no, I'm actually sober right now. My eyes just do this sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I can actually like see my eyes shaking. Sometimes I can, if I like focus on it. So, okay. Go do like the opposite of your null point and move your eyes and in a place that they're not comfortable looking. Yeah. I can see the objects kind of moving at a, at a constant amplitude, but I have to focus and like pay attention to that in order to see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, 
if I move my head to the left and I look over here, my eyes are going to start going crazy. Like, I, I see everything's shaking right now. Everything's just going crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's how I tell. Um... What other questions do I have here? I don't think I have very many other questions. I have like a question. Have you ever had any, any surgeries or any procedures? Mm -hmm. nope. Do you ever consider uh, any? Uh, I read about Botox at some point in time um, and decided against it for, can't remember the reasons anymore. I also read about some surgery, can't remember what it's called, watched a video about it. But this is when I was like under 18 um watched basically the entire surgical procedure and then like because i was a nerd i looked up like what is the evidence that this actually works and basically um when you what was it called basically you snip the 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 ocular muscles and then reconnect them and in some cases it's like a reset has happened for no apparent reason um huh. And I brought it up with my doctor at the time, like my, my family doctor at the time. Um, and she was like, well, it's not approved in Canada. And if you go to the States, it's going to cost only like $100,000. Um, so I was just like, yeah, forget it. That's not, uh, we're not going to do that. Yeah, um, that. Yeah. So no, other than that, I haven't really thought about it. I looked at drug trials at some point in time when I was uh, younger and desperate to not have this be a thing that would ruin my life until I realized that it's not ruining my life. Um, and there are some drug trials, but also not enough convincing evidence uh, to explain to me why uh, a drug would work and what the mechanism is. Mm. So, yeah. It is interesting how much of it is in your head, though, and how much of it isn't in your head. Like you yeah. said something about it ruining your life and then you said that you realized that it wasn't ruining your life that's just like I can relate to that a lot because like, yeah. at one point I felt like it was ruining my life and then you can kind of just get out of that and then it becomes a minor thing that you don't even really think about yeah basically and I mean the eye contact thing I used to avoid making eye contact all the time um Mainly because, yeah, I didn't want to be found out. I didn't want people to like look directly in my eyes and be like, ah, they're moving. <laughs> um, <laughs> so maybe that's also why people haven't really noticed. Also, I have like smaller eyes. I'm Asian. That's the Asian advantage, maybe. Uh, <laughs> in terms of hiding this darkness. You should have worn sunglasses um, everywhere. Just yeah, do, that's the, do the Stevie Wonder. But then the contrast between things is significantly lower, and that makes it just generally worse to read things. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but now, like, I, I have no problem walking into a restaurant and be like, yo, I can't read the menu. Can you, like, either give me a paper menu or help me read so that I can order? And people are, like, really friendly. So it was really just a matter of trying and having enough examples of people being friendly for me to realize, like, oh, wait. Like, it's no big deal if I ask them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like the, the barcode menus? Like the ones that barcode you scan? Barcode menus? Yeah. What's that? Oh, okay. So there's menus now. <laughs> so what, what they'll do at the restaurants over here is they'll put, like, little barcodes on the table instead of a menu, and you just scan mm -hmm. it with your camera, and then you just – then the menu's on your phone, and you could like, zoom oh. in on it now. Yeah. 
That makes oh. life easier, yeah. Yeah, you guys don't have those in the in the Netherlands. I'm sure we have them somewhere, uh, but I don't go out much because yeah, I work a lot by choice. Okay. Um, yeah. So, no, we still use in the restaurant that I work at. We still um, use paper menus. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, okay, I think we've been going for like, what is it like, forty-five minutes now, fifty minutes now. I don't know. I can't read the time. So, I, have no I idea know. I always, I always like put it like right up to my face so I can see it. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, like any questions or anything specific that we didn't hit on yet that you want to talk about? I don't think so. Actually, I think this is a lot of fun. Uh, I always have fun. I had a good yeah. time. Okay. Hey, well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. This is a fun yeah. episode. I will definitely subscribe to your channel so that I can see all the other episodes that come on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.